Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. We all know how first impressions go. For example, when I started at What Culture, everybody hated me because I was too positive and one person told me to die. Thankfully, we've moved past all that now. Point is, it's important and you only ever get one shot. It's especially true in wrestling as fans will make up their mind quick, yet many a superstar have been able to turn this around, such as the following. Because I'm Simon from What Culture, please do hit that subscribe button. This is 10 wrestler introductions you don't remember. Number 10, Paul White was Andre's son. Yes, you heard that right. When WCW got their hands on the future big show, they had an idea. Firstly, they were going to call him the giant because he was big, and they were also going to tell the audience this was Andre the Giant's son, which I suppose means their last name was The Giant. That's weird. In addition to Kevin Sullivan's Dungeon of Doom faction in 1995, the whole group was put together to stop Hulk Hogan at Slamboree. When White arrived, everybody screamed that this was the offspring of the legend as he went face to face with the Hulkster, which was kind of cool due to the history between the two. The Giant would go on to beat Hulk for the WCW title as well in his first match, so we weren't mucking around here. But after a short while we stopped mentioning this, I suppose because the powers that be realized there was nothing else they could do with it. And that it was a massive lie. Number nine, Rosa Mendez was Beth Phoenix's intern. Despite never winning a title, Rosa Mendez was employed by WWE for a decade. That is pretty good, especially as her way in was through the 2006 Diva search, which she didn't even win. The company still thought she had something, so she was brought on board. From there, Mendez was in developmental for two years, and her first main roster appearance was as a planted fan. Holding a massive sign that professed her love for Beth Phoenix, this went on for weeks before Santina Morella, who was dating Beth at the time, declared that Rosa was their biggest fan. Okay then. Turned out she was a bit obsessed as she jumped the barricade and attacked Melina at one point, and even though this meant she got banned by WWE, obviously, from nowhere, poof, she'd been hired as Phoenix's intern. The Glamazon had to take some time off soon after this, so Rosa switched across to managing Carlito, and the real shame was there was no explanation for that. It just happened. It was kind of the same for everybody else she was paired with too, was just slotted into whatever position WWE deemed fit. Number 8, John Morrison was Eric Bischoff's assistant. So in many ways, this is the 
same story. John Hennigan, as he was known then, entered Tough Enough and smashed it, so much so he got the job. Despite the fact he would soon be John Morrison, Johnny Caballero, Johnny Superstar, Johnny WrestleCon, and Johnny Elite, here he zoomed through three names when he was Johnny Blaze, Johnny Spade, and finally Johnny Nitro. What a run. All of this brought him to Eric Bischoff, who was the general manager of Raw in 2004, and he got hired as his assistant. So now you see why we ended up with Nitro. <laughs> if not, don't worry about it. It didn't last long as two months later he lost his job after a match with Eugene before going back to developmental for a while. That was a pretty quick turnaround as he returned as one half of Eminem, and we know the deal from there. The man is still going strong today. He has had quite the career. Number seven, Alicia Fox was a wedding planner. Now, this is the most WWE thing ever. During the summer of 2008, Edge and Vicky Guerrero were a couple and dominating SmackDown. The rated R superstar used this position to hold on to his world heavyweight title, and he took it so far the couple were due to be wed. This became a whole thing for ages, including opening the door for Alicia Fox, who popped up as their wedding planner. This did mean we saw her alongside the pair going over details of the ceremony, surely having no clue within the story that this was doomed before it had even begun. There was a huge twist too as Triple H showed up at the marriage as he likes to do and showed a video of Edge kissing another woman which was of course Alicia Fox. Understandably she got slapped but that did not deter her as she tried to help her man at the Great American Bash before vanishing from TV. When ECW was rebooted she found her way to that television program although we were actually told she had ditched her old job to help her latest client DJ Gabriel be a success. I appreciated that. WWE should do it more often. Number six, Reggie was a sommelier. This one will still be in people's brains as it wasn't all that long ago, but it really was weird. Reggie popped up during the pandemic era in WWE where he was introduced as Reginald Thomas, some French guy who loved wine and would help Carmella backstage. Despite this, it magically turned out he was a wrestler, who knew? And of all the people, his debut was against Sasha Banks. What a trip that was. Because he lost, Carmella fired him, begging the question who was going to get her booze, and our pal soon used this to change his name to Reggie, and flip all over the place, winning the 24-7 title. If you ever wondered where he came from too, he was a performer in Cirque du Soleil, hence all the flying, and as ever, his accent just disappeared. But he goes into the history books alongside Kofi Kingston and Scott Hall. WWE never even mentions this is how he was brought in either. I guess there's not much to say. And it was kind of silly. Number five, Kelly Kelly was a stripper. I hate saying that out loud. It is just one of those moments that makes me hate wrestling because the kind of thing you would tell to someone who isn't a fan and they'd rightfully slap you. But yes, when ECW was back in the mix, somebody decided we needed an exhibitionist and we gave this to the 19-year-old Kelly Kelly. She also had Mike Knox as a boyfriend, but his sole job was to stop her going too far as WWE was a PG show in 2006. And once again, from nowhere, they started tagging together because wrestling. Poor Knox then got dumped because Kelly wanted to date CM Punk, but man, that guy did not get the message. He tried to win her back with flowers, and when that didn't work, he beat her up. Love me sideways. This was a way to write her off TV, and when she returned, she had tripled, because now Layla and Dana Brooke were with her as the extreme expose. I am still amazed this made it to air. Number four, Mace was a TV announcer. And this one is nuts too. As of me talking, Mace is missing in action, but when he was first introduced to the main roster, he was indeed the third commentator on Raw. Don't think he'd ever even done this job before, but damn it, we needed something, so let's just see what happens. Debuting as Dio Madden alongside Jerry Lawler and Vic Joseph, which also feels like it 
didn't happen, I will say this for the man. I think after a while he found his momentum with this. It's a hard job to begin with, and if we had stuck by him, there's every chance he could have been another Corey Graves. We went the other way, and he was soon back to the performance center, although at least we wrote him off TV. Brock Lesnar got mad at him and f fived him through Alan the announce table. He was soon back on Raw with Retribution, but I don't want to talk about that. Number three, Carmella was a hairdresser. I swear sometimes WWE just wants to go back to the mid-90s. I mean, in this list alone, we've had a wedding planner, a wine distributor, and now a hairdresser. Not sure why I said it so aggressively. I love this stuff. Goofy wrestling for life. We do have to go all the way back to 2014 and NXT for this, but after Enzo Amore was scheduled to take on Sylvester Lafort in a hair versus hair match, Amore and best buddy Colin Cassidy went to a salon, because of course they did. When there, they met up with a hairdresser named Carmella, who was more than happy to give them a concoction that would help remove somebody's hair. What a strange thing wrestling is. Enzo won and kept his locks, but a week later, Carmella was back because her help had cost her her job. Always have and still like that. It was a nice touch, and it led to her demanding a tryout in front of William Regal so she could get further employment, and we know the rest. One of the most popular trios in recent memory. Number two, Santina Morella was a fan. After WrestleMania 23, Umaga was still wrecking fools. He was the Intercontinental Champion and affiliated with Vince McMahon. And because Vince is nuts, he wanted to see pain and suffering constantly. So when Raw rolled into Italy during a tour, McMahon did indeed pick a random so-and-so from the crowd and said that he had to face the Samoan bulldozer. As it turned out, this was Santina Morella, and after he was destroyed by Umaga, out came Bobby Lashley, who smashed him with the head with a steel chair as Santino's lifeless body was thrown in for the pin. The ref counted three, so yep, we had a brand new champ. It was a massive upset at the time and sparked Morella's eight-year run with WWE. And do not forget he used this as a platform to become one of the best comedy wrestlers ever. Incredibly too, we never once revealed that he wasn't Italian. Given how much WWE loves to do that... Well, it's some serious restraint. Number one, Batista was Deacon. Never forget that in 2002, we had John Cena, Brock Lesnar, Randy Orton, and Batista in developmental territory OVW. That is just ridiculous. And while the former three were all treated as big stars from day one, the animal had to walk a different path. It all started after the Dudley boys had been split up with the draft and Devon decided, hey, now is the time to become a preacher. And don't blame me. I don't make this stuff up. And as Reverend Devon, he also decided that he needs some hired help which was indeed Deacon Batista. He had to wear this ludicrous sleeveless suit and have a collection box around his necks. Honestly, that looks so dumb. And Batista knows this too. He's talked about it. It lasted six months, which is way longer than it should have done, although the whole time the pair argued. So why they worked together to begin with, I don't know. And when Batista beat his mentor, his next step was on to evolution. Shockingly, this was a much better fit for someone WWE hoped would be a future main eventer. And wind forward to today. And boy, howdy, did he go and do that. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. 
Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.